0: Roll it up, Chase. two, we'll be on stadium from four to six p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we will begin with the Bengals and the Titans in Tennessee. We'll let the Colts and the Rams in Indy, the Saints and the Bucks in New Orleans, Eagles and the Commanders in Philly, Chiefs and the Jets at the Meadowlands, and the Giants and the Seahawks. Also, also from the Meadowlands, I feel like this is the second time already in four weeks that we've done this. So, prime the Giants and Jets both play primetime games at home in the same spot. Uh, hopefully, for the Giants, if the game goes differently than it did. Um, well, I guess the Giants. We're on the road in primetime in week number one. Um, uh, No, that game was home against the Cowboys. I'm going to stop talking now. I feel like my brain is shorting out like my Wi-Fi is. Uh, Brad Nessler will join us as we move along, talking college football. Uh, Power Hour, Final Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight and the games that we've already bet for week number four in the National Football League. But, Ken... Week three is now in the rearview mirror. And you know what that means? We got to hold accountable the losers, the people that screwed us this past weekend, the people that cost us money. And we do that every week on Tuesdays with He's a Slap. See my shirt right now? You better you bet shop.com. It says, Don't be a slap. One of many great pieces of merchandise that you can buy right now. You better you bet shop. Com. If only the people on this list had heeded that advice. I want to start in Denver with Sean Payton. Do you think Sean Payton regrets leaving the Fox studio? Looks like he was having a great time. Looked tanned, looked relaxed. He could say things like Nathaniel Hackett's a bumbling idiot. And not get nearly the media scrutiny that he gets now that he's a head coach in the league. He could just thigh, shoot from the hip, and say whatever he wanted. And make millions of dollars. Is he making more money right now in Denver? Yeah, of course he is. But is it worth the hassle? Is it worth the headache? Who do you think Sean Pay would rather be sitting next to? Russell Wilson or Terry Bradshaw? What about Kerry Bradshaw? Ahmad Bradshaw? Bradshaw is a really nice guy. Played for the Giants, won a couple Super Bowls. John Bradshaw Layfield. Definitely Terry for any Bradshaw over Russell Wilson. Sean Payton calling out Nathaniel Hackett this offseason. Basically saying one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen. Guess what Coach Hackett never did? Get 70 points dropped on his grill. Sean Payton did this past Sunday. Didn't have his team ready to play. Talked all that smack in the offseason and couldn't back it up. 0-3, oh, egg on his face, loser, and a slap. How about Washington? I, I'm really the slap here. I not only on this show, on all the radio, all the media that I do. They said, hey, hey Nick, like what do you what do you like this week? Like, give give us an upset pick for this week. I said, you know what I think of Commander's quarterback Sam Howell? He's hashtag Good. As it turns out. He's hashtag blind and also bad. I think uh, I know that he's like a fifth round, second year player. So he's not making like starting quarterback money. Not yet, at least. I think he's got enough money, though, to make an appointment at the optometrist. I think this dude might be colorblind. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. How about the interception by Epineza on Sunday? Literally threw it right to him. He was five feet away from his face. Like, did did Howell think, like, is that is, like, is that my tight end, Cole Turner? Is this John Bates? Am I throwing the ball to someone on my team? I don't know what this guy's thinking. I don't know if he's colorblind. I don't know if he's got sight issues. Maybe he's just hashtag bad. But you know what he is. Hashtag slap. Oh, man. Monday Night Football. Ken, I don't know if this totally mushes your comeback player of the year bet. Can you win comeback player of the year while being named a slap in the said year, same year? We'll find out with Baker Mayfield this year. Baker Mayfield under pressure. Folds like a cheap suit. Week one against Minnesota. Vikings can't get a lot of pressure. Baker Mayfield looks he looks pretty pretty. Baker Mayfield looks pretty good in that game. Week two against the pathetic Chicago Bears. Baker Mayfield, clean pocket, slinging it down the field to Mike Evans. Week three against Jalen Carter and the Philadelphia Eagles. Not so much. Looking like Carolina, Baker Mayfield. Looking like terrible late Browns career, Baker Mayfield. Missing Mike Evans on easy throws. Raising the Oginal level. Looking just like Baker Mayfield usually looks. And coming up this week. Another tough pass Russian defensive line in the New Orleans Saints. Baker Mayfield, Bucks plus six and a half, flushes it down the toilet for your boy, Baker Mayfield. Big time slap. What's to be said about Josh McDaniels that we haven't already said here on this fine program? Last year, I said Josh McDaniels has a fat face looking like a squirrel storing nuts for the winter. I, I stand by that. It's very true. Everyone knows that McDaniels is a loser. Everyone knows that McDaniels is way too conservative in the big spots. I, I think he took the cake on Sunday night. I do not even lose money on this. It just pisses me off as a football fan. Like, kicking the field goal down by eight with a couple of minutes to go. Like, 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 you've got the steel curtain defense. Like, it's Ray Lewis and the 2000 Ravens. Like, here's Richard Dent and the 85 Bears getting ready to stop Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. Really, Josh? Like, really? Haven't we come far enough as, as a society to stop doing things like this? Josh McDaniels, one of the many people that Tom Brady has personally made ridiculously rich. Tom Brady, by, out of everyone that's ever existed in the United States of America, I think Tom Brady has gotten the most, made the most people the most money that didn't deserve it. Josh McDaniels, big time slap. And the last group of slaps, the morons that criticized Brandon Staley's decision to go forward on fourth and one. I just, like, I I don't get it at this point. Like, I really thought that we collectively, as, like, a football-watching betting society, had come far enough to know that decisions like this are actually the right decisions. That Brandon Staley, like, did the right thing. That you coach to try and win as opposed to coach not to lose. You pump the ball back to Minnesota there, you're coaching not to lose. You think your defense—yo, let's—pump and play defense. What is this, 19-frickin'-88? Give me a break here. Like, the Vikings were get running the ball up and down the field. Madison looked great. Cousins slinging it to Justin Jefferson, Addison, and Osborne. You don't think the Vikings were scoring a touchdown or at least, like, had a really good chance to score one? Staley's going to put the ball in the hands of his defense. I've criticized this dude more than anyone. He made the right call. And if you're one of these prehistoric bozos that thinks we are still in an era of the National Football League where you can punt and play defense and hope for the best, I only got one thing to say to you. You're a frickin' slap, man. Do better with your life. But as always, no one made me bet on the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton, the Washington Commanders, Sammy Howell, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Baker Mayfield. I didn't bet on the Raiders, but also screw Josh McDaniels. And I did bet the Chargers and Brandon Staley cashed for us. And you morons, hopefully you lost on that game with the Chargers and Vikings. But the biggest slap for week number three in the National Football League, as always, me nick costos honestly like when, when I, feel like we, I feel like we had a really good week it's tough to like conjure up the anger when like when, when you do well
1: sure Mc, mcdaniels is just always a, a really good scapegoat and though so he just does dumb stuff all the time he sucks he just, it's just super easy yeah i bet uh i bet more on their win total under today still six and a half by the way
0: well let's uh let let's go chargers on sunday also because because i bet them
1: right. uh well Jimmy Garoppolo also crumpled into a paper bag Sunday night, and we're going to put six and a half on the board again. Like, he's just going to play every game for sure. Just I think that's a little silly.
0: And uh, also, uh, Devontae Adams is already on record saying, yeah, like, the season's kind of, like, going downhill already, and I don't have mm. time for this. Seems bad. I got plenty Seems of time bad. for it. Yeah. Oh, the, all the time in the world for it. Also, I bet the Chargers on Sunday. All right. A little bit of time left here in hour number one. We'll be on Stadium coming up in hour number two. But since it's Tuesday and we haven't taught Heisman Trophy yet this week, let's get to the day two edition, guys, of Locksmith.
1: College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs, announcers going crazy. Martinez steps up, throws. Oh, what an interception! Oh my gosh! The roar of the crowd. Oh my. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. <laughs> This time on You Better You Bet.
0: Hey, all right, let's talk Heisman hey. Trophy. Ken, where Michael Penix Jr. is now yeah. the uh, the co-favorite to win the Heisman, along with Caleb Williams. What do we got now, Heisman Trophy? Uh, after week number five, week number four in college football.
1: Yeah, I, I took two really long shot flyers in this market, and uh, and I, they both bricked, which is. Fine, because there's so many more weeks to go and, and so many more bets you can possibly make. Um, so that's just whoever the next person I bet on to win this. Watch out. Jalen Milrow got benched and Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt. Yikes. Um, look, I, I think the what's the market doing? It's uh, reacting to the performances the players are having. Penix plays great. Caleb plays great. Um, the players that have the most touchdowns are being rated the best. Just like something to keep in mind, and this will be true when we do NFL awards on Thursday. College football isn't obviously as long of a season as the NFL is. Uh, Every team plays 12 games as opposed to 17. But like the idea that there can't be crazy stuff late in games when games matter. um, You only literally have to go back to last season to find a situation where we thought thought, like we had the the Heisman figured out, and then we completely didn't, right? Hendon Hooker gets hurt. But more importantly, C.J. Stroud's a huge favorite. Caleb Williams is 20 to 1 with like three games to play and ends up still winning the award. So just because, like, guys are getting out to leads, and this is true in the NFL markets as well, just because guys are getting out to leads and the market is figuring out, like, what teams are good and, who, and who's not good, and it's starting to get priced this way, there's still a ton of room for really rapid price movement as we get towards the end of the season. In almost half the NFL award markets, maybe two-thirds of them, this happened last season. So, like, hang out in the heisman market yeah caleb and pennix are really good they have crazy stats now the games really start mattering now conference play now maybe upsets just like i think you're still keeping your options open i wouldn't chase pennix i wouldn't chase caleb i would chill out and i think maybe we get a great opportunity in about a month
0: and there are some really interesting names in like the 30-ish range including both big quarterbacks in the big 10 hour one done hour two for you coming up on the other side p squared b squared kicks us off with the Bengals and the titans in tennessee